and welcome to the Exceptional Scrum Master Podcast. My name is Yinka and I am your online Agile coach. This podcast is designed to help you understand all things Agile, help you land your dream job, and help you succeed in your role as a Scrum Master. So if you're an aspiring Scrum Master or you're relatively new to the concept of Agile, then this podcast is what you want to be keeping up with, all right? Because we are going to take you to that next level. All right, guys, so let's get started. In today's episode, I am going to be discussing what the day in the life of a Scrum Master looks like. Now, this topic is one that I think a lot of people are interested in just because I've received a lot of um, messages from people and a lot of them are new Scrum Masters or aspiring Scrum Masters who are really curious and a bit anxious on what you know they'll be doing once they get a Scrum Master role and what life would look like. So today's episode is going to kind of like break that down for you. Now one quick disclaimer that I like to share is I want you to know that life will be different, you know, in different organizations, even as a scrum master, when you work in multiple places, you're going to find out that, you know, life in one organization is slightly different from what life is in another organization, just because the scrum master role, even though there is like an overarching role and responsibility, every organization still kind of like customizes that role to fulfill like specific needs and wants that they have. So just have that at the back of your mind so that when you kind of like get your job and you start working in an organization, you're more open-minded and you're not just stuck in your own perception of, hey, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. How come this organization wants me to do this? And that's because organizations, you know, employ people for specific needs. And if they feel like they can add that to your role, then they will add that to your role. Now, just before we get into details, giving an example would be, if you're working for an organization that is not very agile, right? They just started their transformation and they're just trying to mature in this journey. You'll find out that, you know, some of them still have habits from the traditional way of working. So there are certain things that they'll ask the Scrum Master to do that might not necessarily be like in the Scrum Master roles and responsibilities. But just because the organization is still finding, you know, its space and its level in this new way of working, they might still be adopting those old ways of working. And so sometimes the Scrum Master might be given such responsibilities. Now, that is not to say that if you're given those responsibilities, you should outrightly turn those down. You probably should look for, you know, a better way of getting to the outcome, right? Because at the end of the day, there is something that organization needs from, you know, from you or from your team. And you know, when they tell you to do something, that is what they know. But as a Scrum Master, if you feel like, hey, there's a better way for us to still achieve the same objective and outcome, then you can introduce that to the organization rather than you just say, oh, no, this is not my responsibility because girl or guy listening, if you say this is not my responsibility, then you most likely will lose your job. So just wanted to share that disclaimer before we get into, you know, the the details of what the day in the life of a Scrum Master really looks like. All right, so let's get started. Now, 
for many scrum masters, as you are kind of like learning, or for some of you who have kind of like started working, you'll find out that the bulk of your work kind of falls on that facilitation, right? That's just because there are quite a number of meetings out there that exist, you know, in the scrum world or in the agile world. And if you're supporting a team, the team would have daily scrum, they'll have refinement, they'll have review meetings, they'll have retrospectives. And all of those require facilitation. So you find out that, you know, one of your responsibilities will be for you to facilitate those events. So on a typical day, when you come to work, you most likely will facilitate some type of meeting, right? Either it's the daily scrum that's happening on that day, or if it's a review that's happening, let's assume that that day happens to be like the end of the sprint or iteration, or if there's a retrospective that is happening that day. You know, other times it might fall on a day where you might be having a refinement meeting that you might need to facilitate. So facilitation is a big part of a Scrum Master's life. And so on a typical day, you most likely would have to facilitate one way or the other. So one of the things I would tell you is that because facilitation is a big part of your day-to-day task, it will be great for you to kind of learn how to facilitate, right? There are effective ways that people can facilitate. You want to be that person who knows how to rally around the team, knows how to gather the team together and help them maneuver to the right objective. Because sometimes people will be in meetings where at the end of the day, the team members are like, why was I even in this meeting? What was the purpose of this meeting? This meeting just felt like somebody was just ranting and we still did not achieve anything at the end of the day. And usually that's because the person facilitating does not have the right skill set to lead the people in that meeting to an expected end, okay? So you learning and brushing up on your facilitation skills would really help you so that regardless of the meeting that you will be facilitating, you understand the goal, the agenda, and the objective of that meeting, and you're able to help the members of that meeting get to that expected end. You know, you also learn how to you know, talk to people, especially when you have members who are talking too much, you understand how to kind of rally them to get to their point so that they can keep things moving and keep things going. All of that are skills that you would need because every day of your life as a Scrum Master, you most likely will facilitate in some type of way. So just get ready that, um, you know, that's something that you want to work on because that's a huge part of your day. Now, something else that most likely happen in your day as a scrum master will be for you to be removing one type of impediment or the other, right? Because imagine that today is a random day. Let's assume that today is a Tuesday. And so you had a daily scrum with your team or daily stand-up, depending on the framework you guys are using. And so maybe out of that meeting, there were certain outcomes that were blocking members from moving forward. And the Items that are blocking the members are outside like the influence of the team, meaning that they can't do something about it. Now, it would automatically become your responsibility to go help them solve that problem. And so on a given day, after a daily scrum or a daily stand-up, you would have to start figuring out how to go help the team remove that impediment or blocker that they might have. So usually, you know, that will also be a part of your day. Now, when it comes to removing impediments, it comes in different shapes and sizes, right? Depending on what your 
team or organization is even facing on that particular day. And so while I cannot help you list out all the impediments that you might be removing, it's just good for you to understand that your day-to-day will also resolve that. It might be sometimes some tiny things as somebody not having access to do something to something very big that really is a huge blocker, right? So sometimes, um, those impediments really happen on a good day. You know, you might just be free of any of those things, but it's good for you to have it at the back of your mind that that's a major thing that would also happen on a day-to-day basis that would require you to kind of help the team solve. Now, as a Scrum Master, it's important for you to understand that even though you are responsible for removing impediments, it does not mean that you're supposed to remove every impediment. You have to understand the impediments that the team can help themselves solve because your goal is to make your team very effective. So even though you're responsible for removing impediments, you don't want to babysit your team if they can definitely take care of things that are within their control, right? So you also have to kind of understand what what is blocking the team. Is this something that is within their control or within their influence that they can unblock themselves? If they can't, then you want to coach them to learn how to do that because you don't want them to be so heavily dependent on you that even the tiny things, they're not even moving an inch. Otherwise, you're going to be stressed out And it will be really difficult for the team to achieve their outcomes at the end of the sprint. So just have that at the back of your mind while you're trying to kind of help your team resolve impediments. Now, also besides, you know, removing impediments, there are some ad hoc issues that just come up on a day-to-day basis. You might get to work and something is just not working, right? Even though I know majority of us are also online, which kind of makes it even more difficult because at this point, you have to kind of like be reaching out to people via, you know, communication tools or emails. So um, sometimes it kind of makes it more difficult, but there might be some ad hoc issues that might just come up where the team is calling on your help to kind of help them resolve the issue. You know, sometimes I remember just like uh, a few weeks ago, I had some of those scrum masters that I was coaching where they have this huge issue of PRs, right? Pull requests. And so they have this team that usually you need about two people outside of the team. That's the rule they kind of set for themselves where you have two people outside of the team helping them review some of their work before they are able to, you know, merge the code. And sometimes because the other team also is busy with their own work, they tend not to take this other team's work seriously. And so they are always blocked. So, you know, the poor requests would have been made or ping those people. Hey, can you help me review the stuff so I can merge my code? And nothing really happens, you know, and that's, you know, for the team, that was something that was within their control until they'll reach out to the developers directly themselves. And so when they don't get results, they would not reach out to their scrum master and say, hey, I'm trying to do this. I'm not able to do this. Can you help me, you know, escalate this up? You know, so either the scrum master tells the scrum master in that other team, or if there's somebody else above that they can kind of like speak to kind of get things um, out. So random things might just happen <laughs> like that, that is unplanned for that you will still be responsible to kind of help the team resolve. And that usually still falls as part of the work that you will need to do for the day. Now, another thing that you most likely will do on a day-to-day basis, you know, might just be training or workshop, right? Sometimes your team members might require some additional training to kind of help them 
be at the same page so that everybody can understand how to work in this new way of working for them. Most especially if it's a team that is kind of new to the agile way of working. So your day might also involve you kind of like training, having workshops. Sometimes it might be, you know, for your team, or sometimes it might even be outside of your team where it's like an organizational workshop that you are having. A lot of times this meetings will be scheduled or this workshops will be scheduled. So it's not like it will happen every day, but sometimes those, those could also be um, part of your day where you kind of like need to um, help attend to, right? And then obviously there are like other things that will come up like, oh, a team member might reach out to you and say, hey, I have this question. Can you help me out? Or your product owner might reach out, or you might also be a part of a guild, you know, depending on how your organization is. Because a lot of times the big organizations will have like a scrum master chapter where all the scrum masters meet together, where they come up with ideas and how they want to improve the organization. So you might also have things like that fall in your day-to-day life. So it just kind of depends on that. So now let's kind of go through, like, let's pick a day to kind of help it kind of make it more relatable. So let's pick a day and assume, right, that, oh, this is like a Monday or it's a Tuesday where it's like midweek and you kind of show up to work, what you probably should be doing to kind of help make sense of your life. Because one thing about the Scrum Master role is you are a true leader, right? Even when you read the Scrum Guide, it says you're a servant leader, but in reality, you're really a leader. And usually, you know, a leader has to come up with solutions and improvements to the organization. Your team is like your little business, you know, to put it in a very relatable way. So imagine that you own an organization or you own a small business. So just imagine that that team is that business and you're responsible for ensuring that this business of yours, which is this team succeeds, right? For a business owner, you're not typically going to have somebody telling you that you have to do X, Y, Z to kind of get them to the result. You, because you're the leader, because you're the owner or the manager of that company, you have to come up with effective ways to help your business survive and succeed, right? So a Scrum Master role is very similar to that. So you're not going to come to work where, you know, the team, unlike the teams where they have a list of stories that they're working on, and then, you know, they just show up to work, get it done, pulling the next item into the backlog or into the progress column, and they work on it. For you, because you're a leader, your life is very dynamic or your work style is very dynamic where you have to figure out how to make the best use of your day. So my advice to you will be definitely when you kickstart your day, you want to get started obviously by going through your emails to see if there's any important thing that you have to respond to or, or any information that will help your day, you know, get even better. You know, so after going through your emails and responding to all of those emails, the next thing that I'll advise you to do, you know, maybe just before your first meeting, which would be a daily scrum, or you might even be after that meeting, will be for you to kind of go through the backlog because the backlog is where your team is working out of. So you want to go through that backlog to ensure that things are, you know, things are where they should be. You're looking at the current team backlog the spring backlog, how are things doing, you know, from the, from the board, can you see anything that kind of like speaks out to you? That is like maybe a risk that you have to kind of pay attention to. 
you're looking at even the backlog items itself. Do we have enough stories that have been, you know, prepped up for refinement? Do we have enough work for the next two to three sprints? You know, if that is not the case, then you want to kind of like sync up with the product owner to see how the product owner can get, you know, those stories ready because it will help the team when they get to refinement and all that kind of stuff. So your backlog is like your, it's like your baby where you want to constantly spend your time to ensure that you're working with the product owner to clean up that backlog, to make sure that it makes sense, to kind of help us have some type of roadmap kind of identified in the backlog. I've coached quite a number of Scrum Masters, depending on the tool that you're using, where they can actually even prep the next couple of sprints, at least even if it's two sprints ahead, that you're able to prep, you know, so that that way, when we're doing refinement, you're able to kind of guide your team in a way that makes them even more effective, because that way they are able to go into the backlog even ahead of time to kind of see, oh, these are the things that are coming up in the pipeline for us. And they can review it even before the refinement meets. And it just makes life easier and better for everyone. So let's assume that you've kind of gone through the backlog, which I would advise that you kind of even do before the daily scrum. So that way you kind of have context and you're able to ask the team questions after the daily scrum, if maybe there were some things that were kind of like called out to you from you just taking a look at their board. So I would advise you to kind of go through that board before your first meeting, which most likely might be the daily scrum. Now I'm aware that we're all across the world. So your first meeting in another part of the world might be somebody else's last meeting. So let me not say your first meeting, right? So, um, and then obviously after you've kind of revealed the backlog, the next meeting that most likely would happen will be like a daily scrum where you're going to facilitate with your um with your team and that way because you kind of like review that you kind of already know the states where things are you know and you're able to ask them questions like after the meeting's over to say hey you know and then also based on the conversation they have you can tell that oh but this board you know, this item is in progress. It seems like you've been talking about it being in progress for a couple of times. Are you blocked? Because there's some team members who do not speak out their problems. And as the Scrum Master, you want to be able to provide that support even to people who are very reserved, who don't really like to talk. So it's important that you also kind of review the backlogs, be able to know where things are. And that would help you when you're asking questions to kind of know where we truly are and how to help them get to you know, the end of, of their outcomes. So after you have your daily scrum, depending on the outcome of that meeting, there might be a few impediments that or blockers that might come out of that meeting that you might need to go resolve. So obviously you want to spend your next time trying to get that out of the way to kind of get that process going, making sure that you're keeping everyone updated on the status till that issue is kind of resolved. You know, if it's like, a given Tuesday, let's just assume and randomly pick a day. That might be a day where the team might also have a backlog refinement meeting. You know, you going through the backlog also prepares you for the day because then you're able to sync up with the product owner to ensure that this backlog is ready before the refinement session that is happening in the day, right? So let's assume that you have that meeting, you do that meeting with the team, everything goes well. You know, there might be some coaching opportunities here and there that you might need to have with different members depending on, you know, the events of the day. So basically, like I mentioned earlier, a Scrum Master's day-to-day -day can be very unpredictable, right? Even though there are certain things that you most likely will do. Meetings is always something that would always be a part of your life. So you need to kind of expect that. And that's why it's important for you to know how to facilitate. 
a lot of ad hoc things will kind of come up for you, different questions, because a coach is seen as sometimes the expert who kind of knows all things and can, or can kind of direct us to um, the right place to go. And so you're going to have a lot of people kind of reaching out to you to say, hey, I can't do this. I can't do this. Or how can I do this? Or how can I do that? So you want to make sure that, you know, every of those needs as they're coming to you, you're kind of addressing them because it all adds up to the value that you give to your organization and the team at large. So in a nutshell, this is what your day kind of like looks like, right? And for us, just kind of do a quick recap. I mentioned how a huge part of your day would involve facilitation. A huge part of your day would involve kind of helping your team resolve impediments that are outside of their control. A huge part of your day would be you resolving ad hoc issues. It would also be you kind of like being in a training or a workshop or coaching your product owner or a team member, or depending on how big the size of the organization is, you might also be involved in other things that are outside of your team that also involves like the organization at large. So I hope to those of you who are very, you know, anxious about what life would look like, you are able to kind of get a glimpse of uh, what your day would be once you get started on that job. But once again, it's not that difficult, right? So don't be too anxious, just kind of learn, you know, the, the basics and the things that are important as a scrum master and make sure that learning is a part of your daily life because that's the only way for you to succeed, right? No matter how hard or how much we learn, we can't know everything today. So, but once we continuously learn, you know, and make it a daily habit, then we're able to improve on our learning. So that even when you're on the job, you're able to continuously learn. And even though I didn't mention this, I think it's also important for you to find time in your day to improve yourself, right? Even though that would never be part of your roles and responsibilities, you need to personally find space to improve yourself because when you're improved you're able to improve your team and improve your organization so you want to make sure that you're finding out that time within your day to improve yourself you're finding out time within your day to figure out the challenges that your team and your organization at large is facing because guess what when you're able to solve the challenges of your team and organization, your value increases. And remember, I said that as Scrum Master, you're a servant leader and your job responsibility is not outrightly spelled out to you, right? Unlike other members of your team that they're working on a product, you are supporting a team. So in a support role, a lot of times you're like pulling, it's a pull system where you're pulling what your day-to-day responsibility will look like. So you basically are the author of your day. You can craft out what your day will look like and you and only you has the power to give the best out of the day or not even give a crap about the day. So if you want to be a valuable Scrum Master, an exceptional Scrum Master, you want to be that person who is able to have its own backlog of items that you want to work on. And then as you come to work, Every day, you're able to pull in from that backlog to say, hey, these are the items I want to focus on in addition to the things that are already on my calendar. And that's how you make the best use of your day while still becoming or while still staying exceptional at it. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. And I want to really apologize that I think for the last three weeks, I haven't dropped an episode. I know a few of you reached out. I am so sorry. 
um, I was sick in one of those weeks. And in another of that week, I kind of like overestimated that I could get a podcast out. And so I plan to record on Monday and my day just kind of like went really really different, right? I was like, I was going to wake up at 5 a.m. and record before my day started. And no, I woke up later than that. And that kind of like just spiraled into a different day. So lessons learned, always kind of do things early. Don't overestimate because honestly, life is unpredictable. But I apologize to those who have kind of like been looking out and coming back every Monday to come check what I dropped an episode only for them to be disappointed. I am so sorry. I'm going to make sure that I record every Sunday or Saturday so that by Monday, you know, those podcasts are ready to go. So I hope my apology has been accepted. Thank you so much for staying till the very end. Thank you so much for coming back, you know, and having faith that probably she would drop it today because yes, I did drop one today. Thank you so much. Don't forget to share. Don't forget to, you know, let your friends and families and, you know, everybody you care about know about this podcast. Like I always say, my goal with this podcast is to create exceptional scrum masters who can make a huge difference in the organizations that they support. And for those of you who are also in the process of finding your feet and finding your job, I hope this podcast is able to provide you with, you know, the tools and the resources that will help you land that dream job. I cannot wait to catch you in my next episode. See ya. Thank you so much. Bye for now.